welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It's January 17th, 2022, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. And we are in, we're two thirds of the way through the 21 days of prayer, starting in the beginning of January. And this is uh, the second year that we've done this. And this series is entitled Rend the Heavens. It's based on Isaiah 64, verse 1. And our hour right now today is basically an update by Susan and me on the state of the global watch. Where have we been? What's the prophetic history? Where are we now? And where are we going into the future? And uh, so we are delighted to have the opportunity to do this. I think that the more we, what we're trying to share with you during this hour is everything that we understand about the watch, about where we are and where it's going, which is very limited because God is, tends to tell you things on a need-to-know basis. And his idea of need to know is a little different from ours. It is, it is the thing of, it's a little bit like it was when Abraham was called by God. God called him out and he went in obedience to God. But it, the Bible is very clear about saying he didn't really know where he was going. And the Lord showed him step by step. And I feel like our walk in the Global Watch is very much that way. It's very humbling. And it also is causing us to be watchmen, which means that we're constantly seeking his face. We are, we're confident in him, but we have very little confidence in ourselves. And what we don't want to do is we don't want to say, oh, God is doing this. And then we build a whole ministry around something that God said at one point in time and don't allow for God to move us and in, in shift directions or change course somewhat. So it is, it's actually a great place to be. If, you're a, if you are a pioneer like most of you are on this call, you love exploring new territory and going into places where you haven't gone before. And this is what, for at least from my perspective, this is what the Global Watch is about. We're, we have not been this way before, and, but it's very exciting because we do feel the leading of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And we are so thankful. I can't say it enough. We're so thankful that you're joining with us on this. And we know you're not doing it because of us you're doing it because the lord is calling you and that's part of what spurs us on so maybe we can have uh let's have the world renowned um vic and diane just open us up in prayer if you would morning fred i think i'm awake <laughs> <laughs> so father we just thank you that um you call us and you call us to a purpose. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you have gathered us all together, and Fred and Sue at the Global Watch. And you're the one who points us, Lord. You're the one who says, this is the way, walk in it. So, Lord, as we gather today, uh, we pray that you would just guide us by your spirit, that you would take us in the direction that you want us to go. And we just bless particularly Fred and Sue, Lord, as they set the course. Well, actually, you set the course, Lord, but as they steer, they're the helmsmen, you're the captain. So, Lord, as they steer the ship, we pray that you would continue to guide them through the storm that is raging around the nations. So we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you so much, Vic. Diane, do you have anything you want to add to that? Are you just basically agreeing with your husband? <laughs> I always agree with my husband. Yeah, we just we do just thank you, Lord, for uh, Fred and Sue. 
We thank you for their guidance. We thank you for their inspiration, Lord. We thank you for their commitment, Lord, mm. to this project that you've given them. And Lord, we thank you for all those that are part of the Global Watch now, Lord, and those that will join in this new year. We just pray blessings, Lord, and direction for each one of us. We're all part of the jigsaw puzzle. And so we ask, Lord, that each one of us would pick up our piece and we would place it in its right place, Lord, at the right time, in line with your will and your purpose. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Amen. bring in the nations that are missing, Lord. Bring in the watchmen Come from on. the nations that we yes. don't have. Come yes. on. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Come on. Amen. So good. Thank you. All right, Susan, we had an opening prayer. Do you have an opening statement before? I believe we're going to see some dynamic expressions of God this year. Thank you for joining us tonight and or this morning, this afternoon, whatever it is for you. Where we, The purpose of this evening is to explain a little bit about where we have been, where we are now, and where we are heading. When the Israelites, it wasn't but a day or two when they crossed the Red Sea, when they were thrust into confusion and wondered what the heck they were doing on the other side of the Red Sea. So uh, it's important for us to review our history and also to just praise God for what he's done and also to cast vision for where we see things headed. The vision has always led us, but it, it became uh, much more of a reality for us this past year. We were blessed to be part of the 24-hour worship expression, Exalting Jesus with IHOP KC last year over the New Year's. And from that, we launched 21 days of, of the morning, evening worship expression. And we had really felt like we were led to do that because it's so foundational to whatever God created. He created what first morning and evening. And so that expression, the morning and evening sacrifice in the New Testament is throughout the Bible. And we thought, wow, we really feel that is something that God wants to redig. And as we went through the 21 days, it became 100 days, then people were just willing to continue. And I, looking back, I'm thankful that we did that because it was laying a foundation for what we see erupting now in 2022. And so I want everybody to give each other a high five across the, the boundary lines of Zoom tonight. <laughs> high fives to you all. You did it. We did it. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. And God was with us. And so I'm really thankful. And I hope that tonight it encourages you into a deeper sense of why we're doing it. And as we've gone into this 21 days now, based on Isaiah 64, I just uh, feel like there's been a depth, a, a root system that's growing deeper amongst us. And we are just thrilled at the level of maturity, of the level of continued strength that we see in you guys. And I'm very encouraged that way. We also witnessed some birthing out of some new watches this year with Armenia, the North Africa, Arabian Peninsula, Somalia, Europe came in, Myanmar came in. We just got off an incredible call with them. And then we had some target-specific watches like the LGBT watch, which has been extremely fruitful. There's just no question that we are now in accelerating times. And we sense that the watch is forming for such a time as this. It's an Esther time where God is 
releasing deliverance mantles, deliverance uh, ministries into the nations for the hour that we're in. And I also would say that we have witnessed new levels of atmospheric disturbances. I've never heard of an atmospheric river, and yet we've been through two of them <laughs> on the west coast of uh, America this past month. I Has anybody ever heard of that? Maybe I'm just stupid or I just haven't read enough, but I've never heard of an atmospheric river. I've never heard of an earthquake swarm. We just had that too. We are in a time where things are really intensifying. And even this weekend, how many of you heard about the volcanic eruption in Tonga losing a tsunami wave? And believe it or not, it hit the West Coast of <laughs> America again. Uh, God's trying to drive home his point, I think, to us here. He's trying to wake us up. But in the middle of this year, oh no, towards the end of summer, I was really praying and I really felt was pondering, why are we experiencing all these things? We know the end time birth pains, all that kind of scenario. But the Lord really just spoke to my heart. He said, you're in the days of Noah. And I wrote a little bit of a word about that. But Matthew 24, 37 to 39 says this, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the son of man. So that word really hit the core of my heart. And that's why we're doing this. You are preparing us. We are in the times that people have been reading out for centuries. And we don't know when he's going to come. It may be next year, but I really believe it's going to be probably next generation type of configuration. I don't know. But we do know the signs and we do know the seasons that it talks about. We're in the Hebraic year 5782, and this is also a leap year where there's two months of Adar. The month of Adar is Purim, and it's preparation for the Passover. And a Shemitah year is also um, a year where the land in, in biblical times, I don't know enough about agriculture if they still do that, but here in our area, which is a very agricultural area, you do see fields go fallow for a year. They give it rest. Why do they give it rest? So that it can replenish its nutrients. So it can pull up. There's potassium and phosphorus. I read recently that goes is deep into the soil and that year of rest allows that to come up. And so that things can grow in a more expedient way. So this year of rest is, the rest of God is really important. Guess what? Noah's name in Hebrew means rest. So we're getting a triple whammy of what this rest is all about. It doesn't mean about getting lazy and doing nothing. Believe me not. Rest can be very active, but it's, a rest that keeps you in the peace of God. So I would like to 
take a little bit of time. Some of you are newer on the watch and may not know this history. Some of you who do know the history, I hope it reignites our fire a little bit. But I'm going to go over a little bit of our foundational prophetic history. It's really important to know prophetic history. Why? Because I think it's ways of God confirming the road forward. And it gives you solid ground to walk on. So I've got a thing that I need to just share with you, a little slideshow. And I just give me a minute to technically do this. <laughs> help me, God. This is where you pray. Sue, God help her. Can you see that? <clears throat> yes. Okay. So I just want to take you a little bit through the history of the watch. It's not going to take long, but I think it's important. The birth of the watch happened not by might nor by power, but it was totally by his spirit, October 2000. And I was in a lot of warfare and I was struggling for my health. I had valley fever at the time. And for those of you who aren't familiar with valley fever, one of the symptoms is that you have pain in your body. You can have it. It manifests in many different ways. It manifested for me as pain uh, throughout my body. Probably I was carrying around a level of about five most days throughout my body, the whole system, everything. It's just very painful. And there was other things that were just crashing down. And I just, it was like, I'm done. God, I am so done with this. I am just heading right into the throne room and I'm going to grab hold of the horns of the altar. And I'm not leaving here until I have an answer. <laughs> and it was just, I was shaking heaven. And I'm, it was just a stance before the Lord that uh, I, I, it birthed in me this sort of breakthrough spirit that I, I that came upon me, I believe, at that hour. But at that moment, when at desperation, the Lord took me into an open vision and set me on the streets of a very busy city. And now I realize it was New York City. This is in October of 2000. And I saw two towers explode in front of me and collapse into a rubble of steel frames and whatever. And then out of the clear blue sky, a giant pair of hands came down, picked up the rubble. And when it opened up, it was Big Ben. And it was so clear and so evident that something had broken that I recreated this image. And it's a reminder to me of that moment. But what happened was in me, I can honestly say, the mercy of God fell. And I could feel the pain leave my body. And from that day forward, I started to progressively get out of the symptoms of valley fever, and I was healed. I do believe I felt a healing touch of God's hand at that moment. And what in the heck did I just see? It took me a couple of weeks to figure it out, but then I landed one morning on 2 Kings 11, the story of Athaliah at the gates, and how the priests set up a watch throughout Israel at this time when Athaliah was destroying all the children of inheritance between the reign of Ahab and Jezebel and Athaliah. All the children of inheritance, those who are in the line of David, were annihilated except for one, Joash. And it was the watch that saved Joash. And it, when it was the right time, the true king 
came forward. And I realized, you know what? We're headed for some trouble here. And it's going to be a global issue. And I put out a word, Athaliah at the gates, and it actually went to the Elijah list. And it put the Florida intercessors on their faces and prayed George Bush into office. At that time, there was real contention who was going to be in office, Gore or Bush. And anyway, it's all this power encounter where God, real, I, I realized that, you know what, the watch is going to be very important for what's coming. I didn't know what the heck a, a, a prayer watch was all about. <laughs> and we were just birthing out our own private prayer life, spending an hour a day in our, our lives. And God was just wrecking, wrecking us and calling us into a whole new dynamic. But I just pondered this word in my heart for probably mm, 15 years. But here, this is the next step. We, the Chuck Pierce had given a strong word over California about the a watch being established and in our, our region. And we never really saw that come to fruition. So in 2014, I called, we called a small meeting in our home, people from across the state to establish the watch. And it was a very powerful meeting, just a handful of us. Some of you may be on the line here tonight. But the next morning, Fred and I went out on a prayer drive. And we looked up. This is from my, taken from our car with my <laughs> iPhone. I looked up and there was this massive flame in the sky. That's a flame. And it's about, I don't know how many feet high. How many feet do you think it was, Fred? No idea, because <clears throat> we didn't really know how far away it was exactly. So uh, anyway, this appeared on, on November 29th, 2014, and we just watched it. We got bought. I didn't know what to do. I, it was like, I do believe in the fire <laughs> that went before them <laughs> in the wilderness. This is it. Uh, 20 minutes later, traveling east and in retrospect it was a sign i believe from the lord that it was now time to come forward with the vision for the watch and now this is like 2015 this is 15 years after having this open vision that i finally had the nerve to speak out the vision of the global watch i was with a small group again and the all nations christian college in london somebody had graciously invited me to, to that. And I spoke out about the vision. And that week, or that day, that very day, the news came out that Big Ben ticked ahead seven seconds. You can read about it in Wikipedia. This is, God, you can't make this stuff up. This is all like black and white. This is God confirming the roadway forward. Uh, some of the people that were in that meeting are still on the watch and they've formed, launched their own national expressions. But it was, again, here it is, the clock ticking forward. So uh, in that year, in 2014, 2015, Fred and I, we got a handle on our own family history where we found out that we have 
some connections to Herrenhut, Germany and Fred's family, where the father of the Rao family here in America was from Germany, settled in New York. And he, when Count von Zinzendorf came over to America, it was Johannes Rao that welcomed him into America and stayed at the Rao family home. And in fact, that was where the first Native American Christian community was formed in America, first congregation of the Native Americans. The uh, Moravians were called over to America to reach the Native Americans. So we thought, oh, we'd heard about Herrenhut and the 100 years of 24-7 prayer and all of that of a revival history in Herrenhut. In fact, it was the Herrenhut that launched the modern missions movement. So we thought we'd take a preliminary journey there and see if there's a possibility where we could hold a meeting in Herrenhut. So we landed in the April 27th, 2016th on the streets of Herrenhut, Germany, got out of the streets and saw this diplomatic corps come walking down the street. And our host, uh, Mechtel Friesen, and so that's the president of Germany. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. The president of Germany? And of course, my curiosity was, was overwhelmed. We watched this diplomatic corps go up to what's called God's Acre, where all the missionaries from Herrenhut are buried. And Konfenzinsendorf is there. His tomb is there. And anyway, we just stayed a respectful distance away and watched what they were doing. And they did some praying, or, or I don't know what they were doing. They're talking, but one now, of let, me, let me just interrupt you guys for a second. Came over and said, what, yeah. Would you like to meet the president of Germany? And oh, of course we would. He invited us right up to the president of Germany, who welcomed us into Germany right by Konfenzinsendorf's grave. You can't make this stuff up, guys. Uh, and I'm not talking about the. Uh, edifying ourselves. I'm trying to get us, drive us into a vision that this global watch thing, it's from God. And it's a call from God because he's preparing his, the way for his return. So we held international watchmen summits there, the God, the graciousness of the Herrenhut people in this small village to host us was no small deal. And I honor them. I thank every one of them. But for the, from 2017, 2018, 2019, we had meetings there. And of course, last year, they, we couldn't do it. And this year, I'll tell you about that in just a minute. But they tend to be very active. We had kids there. And they've just, just been a wonderful time of a nation's meeting. Saw a brilliant reconciliation between China and Taiwan there last, the last time we were there. It was just Everything was just beautiful. And here, the first time in 2017 when we were there, Fred, I, you remember this, we were in our uh, room just before the meeting met, and all of a sudden there was this loud crack, and it was like thunderous crack, and the earth shook. Lightning had struck God's acre. <laughs> and so we started that with a, a major power encounter. It was, that whole meeting was a, a massive power encounter. People, it was, it was a power encounter. That's all I can say. Um, but God delivered us and got us through it. And it was just a very powerful meeting. And by the end, the peace of God was just extraordinary over the whole meeting. And then the last time we were there, we had this 
happen where it was a pretty clear sky, a few clouds, but there's this feather-like cloud and there's this rainbow that just traveled all the way down and everybody was seeing it. You can see everybody's taking a picture there, but the rainbow is always a sign of God's covenant to me and was really a very precious meeting. Another thing that we have done is we've gone to Israel on two journeys. 2018, we went to the altars of Abraham. 2019, we went to the high places, saw breakthroughs on both journeys. Uh, The last one, 2019, uh, those of you who were on the um, journey, we went on a virtual journey. You saw this picture of this unusual cloud. It was like a bridal veil that came over us while we were in Shiloh. And all these signs just seem to have followed us. I'm trying to relay the fact that we've had signs that have followed us throughout the course of this global watch uh, thus far. And so what are we doing? We are really focusing on three things, the individual, the corporate call, the national international expressions, and the end time call. Uh, of the watchman and we'll I won't go too much more into that but you've heard that before what are we looking forward to now coming up <clears throat> we do have you can put this on your calendars we have it on the books to be back in Hernet this year and I think we need to pray into that <laughs> so that with all this COVID stuff and all that smoke screen gets moved out of the way so that we can be there July 29th to August 5th, 2022. We're calling it until because we're watchmen until (laughs) he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. And we also have hanging in the balance, a, a journey to Israel, to the valleys of Israel, where the major battles are fought and will be fought. And we're believing we're going to be there in 2022. And now coming up tomorrow or on the next watch, we're going to have David Slyker with us, who is a teacher at IHOP Casey. And he's written a book, The Nation's Rage, Prayer, Promise, and Power in an Anti-Christian Age. And this book will help lay a foundation for part of the journey, the beginning of the journey sessions again at the first watch of the week, Mondays at 6 a.m., and we'll start it January 31st, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. You'll you'll see more of it in the emails we send out. This is only covering a brief summary of some of the highlights of God's confirmations, but I believe that God is going to confirm in each one of you. He's going to validate you. He's going to put a a big pat on the back for participating in the watch. We are committed to to not interfering with any church participation in the watch should strengthen any ministry any prayer ministry any church that's participating in it so we are standing as true watchmen or trying to stand as watchmen for what god wants to do in the earth for our local expressions on up to global connections i did want to say a couple words about what i see happening coming up in the next season. I've already, I talked a little bit about that, that we're in the days of Noah. But this year, we also participated in the IHOP 
expression, New Year's expression, and we were graced to do about a half an hour presentation at the time, but we had it videoed and, or we recorded it. And in the middle of that recording, we all had our assignments and the team and everything. We knew what we were going to do. In the middle of it, I felt this crack. And it was like, I heard it or I experienced it. I don't really know. It's just something like cracked. And after the crack, this whole sense of God's compassion fell. And I started to weep. Oh my God, what is this? And I turned around and looked at another member of the team and she was over in the corner weeping. Something had dropped into the room. And I found out from our, the sound guys later that they're, all their phones were going buzzing that there had been a 6.4 earthquake in the Solomon Islands. The Solomon Islands would be the beginning of this 24-hour expression. We would be at the end. So God was bringing these two bookends together. I thought, God, is that really something? And I really felt like the Lord said, read Isaiah 64. And sure enough, there it was. And that's why ran the heavens and come down. And we had just experienced that and now we're in this 21 days of rend the heavens and come down, Isaiah 64. And just in December, or just recently, Cyprus had a 6.4 earthquake too. The 64 is kind of showing its head here. I really believe that we are in a time of an outpouring of God's compassion. And compassion, you can read about it. I won't go through it all. But I believe on the other side of COVID, is a healing movement. And I want to speak that God is, the, we are in a time of preparation now. This rest is to bring up that nutrient, that, that strength within us, so that we can see this thing manifest, not only in our conversations on this, this Global Watch Zoom, but in, in our local expressions, that compassion is going to be a key this year to unlock the door. And I think Jenny, Hager, are you on? Could you speak up? You had some things happen in your prophetic council in Australia that I think would be interesting for people to hear. Yes, so thank you. Just listening to what you're saying now, there's just so much confirmation. The Australians that are on the call would know that we every year we have the Australian Prophetic Summit. And it's led by a wonderful leader, Catherine Ronala from Glory City Church in Brisbane. Catherine's known internationally and particularly in, in America. And this year, I've been on the Prophetic Council for some years, but this year I stepped down, but I did watch it online. And the Lord, it's, it was just an amazing summit. It was from Thursday night through Friday until Saturday night uh, with quite a lot of speakers. And it wasn't just the words that came on every speaker, the power, the anointing, the presence of God on every speaker was just, I just think it's the best summit that we've ever had because of the presence of the Lord and what he did. And because it's just finished, there's still a lot that we're re-watching it and unpacking. But the words that came through very much, they were speaking about revival. They were speaking 
about God getting us ready now for revival. They were speaking about the healing uh, anointing that Sue has just mentioned. There is definitely coming this remarkable global anointing, healing anointing, after all that we've gone through with COVID. They felt that very strongly. Noah got a very strong mention and also very much that the Lord is bringing us to the mercy seat. This works in with Sue's word on compassion. But in fact, there was a past, I don't know if Molly Josh is on the call, but her pastor from Toowoomba up in Queensland, he's an African pastor that's been here for 15 years. He came with a powerful word and it was a word bringing correction to us. One of the strong things about the Australian Prophetic Council is that they've always spoken strongly from Revelation 19.10 for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And they train up a lot of prophets, uh, the younger generation coming up, but that in prophecy there must always be the spirit of Jesus in the prophecy so that even if you're bringing a warning, you are also bringing hope, that there's always bringing hope. It's not just a judgment or this is going to happen or that's going to happen, but the Lord says and so there's strong core values in that. Just the global watch has got strong core values. The prophetic council has had strong core values watching over the, the, the watchman. But this pastor brought this word and he said, we, I'm just reading some of it. He said, we've been like Peter who cut off the servant's ear in Gethsemane. And how Jesus came and rebuked Peter and put the ear back on the man. You could write a book on that. And the speaker likened this to us being critical. In Australia at the moment, there's a lot of criticism of our prime minister. And he's a Pentecostal man. There's been a lot of disappointment by the church in him. They felt he should be doing a lot of things they feel he's not doing. And so there's been strong criticism coming from the church and this pastor said that what we're doing is we're picking up the sword and we're cutting off the ear uh, by, our, by our judgment, by our cursing. And so, therefore, we're stopping the government listening to the voice of the church because they can't, because we cut off their ear. And so he called for us all to repent of that. And that was not the spirit of Christ to do that. But it, and he decreed it is time for the ear to now be restored so that the government will turn to us and say, we don't know what to do. What are your prophets saying? Can you help us? Can you guide us? So it's got down a lot um, to the attitude. There was some background concern. I I won't go into who, but some of a, a word that's just come out from an overseas prophet to do with New Zealand and Australia. And we all agree with the word that was given But what we didn't agree with in it was a strong criticism of the royal family. That in Australia, we don't want to accept prophecies like that. We don't want to post them. We don't want to see them up because that's not part of our core value. Our core value is to honour and to be the character of Christ as we bring the prophecy from the tone that we speak to what we say uh, that we are representing him in the prophecy. And so we're learning And we're teaching the younger ones to discern a little bit more sharply because we honour the royal family and we from Australia. We know that they're not perfect, but 
who is. Again, this is tapping into Sue's word about compassion and mercy. There's something on the heart of God that he's bringing us to tears and to, to be there, but for the grace of God, go I. And then there was the thing that another thing that happened that was amazing was that one of our First Nation leaders, Ada Boland, who spoke with Katie Dunstan and, and Katie was on Mary Fasser's call recently, those two spoke powerfully, bringing prophetic words. But Ada uh, said, I see here a huge volcano in the spirit going off in the South Pacific, around New Zealand and the South Pacific Islands in Australia. And the very next day, the Tongan eruptions happened they're now saying it's the biggest in the world in 30 years because it's it's touched ecuador chile santa cruz alaska peru and of course down the east coast of australia they're they're telling everyone get out of the water because of the undertow um because of this massive eruption so there's the sense that god is strongly speaking to us through these earthquakes um and and tsunamis and all that's going on so that's probably enough for me, but just very much, it was all about the bride and the bride is seated in heavenly places and the bride must not fight the earthly war with earthly weapons. She must in worship rise up, go over the threshold, listen to the Lord and from that position decree what he is saying down into the battle. That was, many speakers brought that theme. So thank you, Sue, for the opportunity of sharing that. Oh, Jenny, that was so good. Uh, I'm Hang on to that thought because I'm going to have you pray over us after in just a, a minute. We want to hear from some of the watches that are out there so that we get an idea of what the different creative expressions that God is raising up in the watches that are out there. 